0: Your guests with us, those in that clip are a lot of our staff and we've just been having so much fun um, with these little gifts and how many knows what a gif is? How many re- you, you, you call it a gif or a, a gif? We've learned that it's a gif. It's a gif, amen. <laughs> And so over the last um, 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 month, all of our hearts have been toward pointing toward the things of, of, of Christ. And just this day, tomorrow's Christmas, and we're going to celebrate it. And, and if you're a guest with us, a gift. what is a gift? It's a short video image that repeats itself over and over again. It's just over and over and over and over and over again. And, um, and let me ask you, have you guys ever sent a gift? anyone? I just learned how to do this this month. I've been horrible at it. I'll be honest. I, I didn't realize how to do it. I'm sending links that don't make sense. I'm sending stuff that will get me fired. I mean, I'm like, I'm just, I don't get it, you know, but, but they're helping me learn these things. And, and so with that, we've been doing gifts and having a good time with it leading up to today. And, and here's the thing about it. In life, we often miss the best gifts because some of the best things in life are just on repeat, you know? Some of the best things in life are just on repeat. That kiss you get from your wife every day, it's on repeat. At least it is in my house. Come on, somebody. So on repeat. It's something that you can take, 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 take notice of or something that you can just kind of get used to and, and run off and forget about. But, but when it comes down to it, things in life are often on repeat, and we don't even see the gift that things are in our everyday life. How many of those little things in life, like eating, are important to you? Come on, somebody. Amen, 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 amen. amen. You know, when I, when I think about it, just a, 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 a cup. This isn't like a normal cup. Though. This is a Waffle House cup. Waffle House cups are intrinsically laden with anointing. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Waffle House cups, but man, there's something. But, but a cup can just be something that you don't even think about every day. You just get your cup, you get your coffee, you, you, you drink your, your drink, you eat your food, you get your bowl, you know, you fill it full of your cereal, your favorite thing, whatever it might be, or your low carb in it, so you just put eggs and stuff and just lard. Whatever it is, you know, but when it comes down to it, it's just a bowl, and it's easy just to forget about how amazing it is, at least in America, the amount of consumption that we can experience in life, the things that we can put into us, isn't something that um, a lot of people in the whole world have an opportunity, and I'm not here to bring a cosmic killjoy, but I, I, I I want you to begin to see just those little things are a gift, amen? It's a gift. It's not something that, that, that we should take advantage of. It's not something we should overlook. But those things in our life that are on repeat, often, we just begin to overlook, you know. But that's a gift, you know. It is. That bowl, it's a gift. Amen. I, I, I don't know about some of you guys, if you have teenagers, especially those ones around 12 to 14, um, a shower, it's a gift. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? And so when it comes down to it, it's just water, you know, but man, hot water. How many has been in an environment before where all you had was cold water for a season? I remember my internship when I was in Pennsylvania for a few weeks, I had to live in this old farmhouse and they didn't have electricity on yet. And it's a weird story. I won't go into it, but oh my gosh, it's February and it's freezing and you jump in the cold water, you jump out of the cold water and it's still cold in the room. It was horrible. This right here on hot is a what? Gift. It is. But on repeat, it's something that we begin to forget about. I got to thinking about something that's a gift in my life. I don't know if it's a gift in your life. Books. Books. How how many readers do we have in here today? All right, we got some readers. But you know what? In school, I never saw this as a gift. You know, did you? No. But through life, reading is just something that you do. Putting information in you is something you do. It's a gift. It's something. And I'm not here to preach about this word. I'm here to preach about the word. Come on, right? But I'm just saying, because of that repetition, that over and over, at times we stop seeing things as, as gifts. It just happens, you know. Um, um, so we've got things like education and, and, and drinks and food and, and our showered teenagers, praise the Lord. Come here. Where's Brantley? Pastor Brantley, come here. Where's Pastor Brantley? Where are you? Come here, buddy. Come here. This is Pastor Brantley. Is he not a gift? Come here. front and center, Pastor Brantley. Is he not a gift? Yes, he's a gift. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. But <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me point to what he is. A friend, you know. Or let's call him any kind of relationship you have. A friend, a sp- not a spouse. You know what I mean. <laughs> but your relationships, you know. And a lot of times we, we, we just take advantage. They become something... How you treat those relationships, they become something just commonplace. Why? Because of the repetition, the over and over, the redundancy, you know. I'm going to let Pastor Brantley take these gifts, and you can go read and drink and let your heart be merry. All right. Can you give him thanks for... So listen, don't don't miss this. So many amazing provisions are around us, but we miss seeing them because they become by repetition redundant and redacted. Now, now, Ross, I thought you meant, I thought that when you hear the word redacted, you think of like, re, like criticism. You think of like, like writing and, and redacting a book. And Well, well yes, I, I'm just saying something that's taken away, something that's lessened. And I think that in life, some things get lessened in life because of the repetition. And if we're not careful, the repeating nature of gifts, when you look at those things over and over and over, they just become white noise after a while. You know, for me, when they've made those videos at first, and Pastor Brantley's jumping on the chair, that was the funniest thing I ever saw. By the end of the month, I'm just like, "That's silly, <laughs> you know? It's, they just become like white noise. And, and it's the same way with relationships. It's the same way with other types of gifts that we have in our lives. There's the repeating nature, and after a while, it becomes redundant and redacted. It loses something. Here, here's the problem with that. Here's the rub with that. God has never stopped. Pursuing people from the dawn of time. His pursuit of you is on repeat. It's redundant. And it's awesome, but it's one of those things to where, just like every Christmas comes, we can't even get past Christmas, and they already have Valentine's stuff out there at the stores. What in the world? Have you seen that? Blow all the stores up. Don't do that. Don't do that. Remove that from the recording. But no, I'm just like blown away. It's just, it's so redundant. It's what we do. Now we got your money. Next thing, you know. But that's how holidays can be and experiences can be. And they just get on repeat and we miss the best. But God is in pursuit of us. And that can become, so sadly and so tragically, it can become commonplace. It can become something that we expect. It can become something that we don't value, something that we don't see worth in because this repeating nature, the pursuit of God, Lord, help us today to see your word and to be a people that through repetition as you pursue us, we don't see it as redundant and we don't redact. We don't take from you, but we press into what you have in Jesus' name. Amen. God's always worked throughout history in undeniable ways to prove his existence. He's always come to connect with mankind. The repeating nature of God's desire to interact with man, it showed forth its way in signs and miracles and wonders. The repeating nature of God's pursuit of man showed itself in ways of prophets and and priests. All throughout time, God's trying to interact with man. Even the sky and his creation declare his glory if we don't miss him in the midst of our world on repeat. Can I say that? Even the sky and his glory, all that you see, man, declares who he is. Things that he does in your life, how he interacts in your life, if we don't don't miss it because our world is is on repeat... The most profound way that he came to be present in our lives is through the miraculous gift of the incarnation. This is the most profound way. Greater than holding back the waters of the Red Sea and letting the Israelites pass on dry land. That was an incredible, incredible moment. Amen? Amen. Greater than all those miracles that we've seen, greater than, than even the, the rock in, in David's sling as he let it go and brought down the Goliath. That was a wonderful moment in history. It was beautiful and powerful. But greater than all those things, the incarnation, that gift of life, that right there, that miraculous experience is the most profound way that he has ever made himself known to us. Incarnation, what does that mean? It means that God became flesh, he became a baby. And he dwelt among us. We do something here at Momentum where we stand and read the word of God. And I just want us to stand as we look at the passage of scripture. In John chapter 1, John chapter 1 verse 1, it says this, regarding the incarnation, regarding this baby. Aren't babies hard things to miss? Aren't they? Aren't they hard things to, to quiet as much as you try? They just make themselves known. And watch this, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That, that's why I wanted to use the word redacted, because I feel like so often through repetition we redact the Word that is Jesus. We, we take away from Him. Church becomes commonplace, religion becomes commonplace, and frankly, I understand why people in our culture now will say, I'm more spiritual than religious. I get it. I get it. it. That 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 commonplace. I get it. Man, the beginning was the Word, the fullness of the Word of God, who Jesus is. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. And when I read that, I got to thinking, that's a beautiful part of the Scripture. I get that, but it still doesn't feel very personal. There's this... This light, this experience, there's this God that from the foundations of the earth, we see God with us. We see this, but I'm sorry, we see God with the word, the word was with God. We see this. It doesn't seem personal enough, but it goes on and it says, and the word became flesh. Do you see that? And dwelt among us. That's the difference right there. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The miracle of the incarnation, God himself coming to be with us through Jesus. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. That's what it's all about. God becoming flesh, a baby came to dwell among us. Go ahead and have your seat if you will. I mean, there's really nothing better than a baby. Babies, like I said, they're hard things to miss. You know? When our last one, is Arden here? Where's that little one? Where is she? Oh, there. here. Oh, my goodness. She's so freaking cute. I can't take you. Ah, that's my girl. Can you say hi, everybody? Hey. Can you say, how y'all doing? Hi, Arden. How you? <laughs> She's our little peach. Yes, she is. And so you can see I put a bow on her, you know, because she's a gift. All babies are. They're a gift. You you don't, I've got five of them. Every single one was a gift. Every time they came, it was new. Every time they showed up, it was, ah, there's a new one that that doesn't (laughs) backtalk. But babies, they're hard. But then you start, I know. But babies, are hard things to miss. God knew this. God knew this. In, in this repeating cycle of the world, in the, in, the, in, in the midst of all that could be missed, God chose to interject himself as one that's hard to miss, as one that's just un, un, undeniable that you've got to take. You know, when you, when you think about this, there's nothing more amazing than a child. When you hold in your arms this child, they're the embodiment of all things good. You're being so good. Yeah, you are. Look at everybody out there. You know you're a gift? Yeah, what you looking at? Freaky guy. Yeah. You know? Every one of my little ones caused me in that moment to be in love and to feel love like nothing else. That baby that you hold, it holds within it endless possibilities and experiences. That baby in your arms, it fills you with hope and anticipation of the future. That is what the incarnation is all about. God becoming flesh amongst us and letting us know all that is possible. Just piercing the redundancy of life and bringing this newness of life to us that we can receive And every little child we celebrate, is kind of a celebration of that, you know? Uh, It's not an accident that we have Christmas every year as a celebration of the birth of Jesus. (laughs) It's not an accident that we celebrate the births of each of you every single year because it's something special. Amen? Can you give me a kiss? Say bye, y'all. Bye. All right. Go to mama. Find ma. All right. Can you (laughs) get a little art? Yeah. Too cute. Love that. (laughs) That's so fun. And so when it comes down to it, the angels, they heralded the birth of Jesus, and they said this, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This declaration to be celebrated was given to the shepherds, and it pointed to the fact of this, that the baby was God, and because of that, his impact by being brought into this world changes everything in his cause to celebrate. The baby is God. God himself interjecting to the spinning globe. God showing up in the midst of all that redundancy and repetition in life. And he shows up himself, you know. And so with that, I want you to experience this season and seasons to come. When it comes this time of year, I want you to experience Christmas. I don't want you to have Christmas, Christ-miss, you know. What is Christmas? It's like a mass. That's where the word comes from. And a mass is this. A mass is when you experience the body of Christ. If you were raised in a Catholic background, you would know it as the Eucharist. And so the mass is when you experience the body of Christ through the Eucharist or through communion. We call it communion. For us, we believe in communion it is partaking of the body of Christ symbolically. And so the idea of Christmas is a celebration of the presence of Jesus. And literally, for us, we know it's a celebration of God with us. His presence intersecting our lives. His presence desires to be a part of your everyday life that is on repeat. But it's so easy to miss it if we're not careful. God's with us. It's Christ must, not Christ miss. Sometimes we can miss Christ because our eyes are on so much, so much else. And here's the thing. Just like God is in pursuit of you and that's on repeat, so is the enemy's desire to distract you. And there's so many things in our life, especially during the holidays, they get on repeat, you know? I've said this before, but the idea of the same foods, yesterday, a family tradition that we have to make Christmas cookies, they try to make me some healthy ones, which I ate one and then ate like three bad ones. You know how that goes, you know? They're trying, they're trying, but they're the same foods, the same stories, the same tree, maybe the same struggles with the same vices, Every year, this time of year, I struggle with this or I struggle with that. Maybe the same struggles with certain expectations. During this time of year, it's easy for worry to get on repeat. In the midst of a time we're celebrating Jesus intersecting our lives and worry gets on repeat. Worry about what? Worry about finances. Worry about Christmas being Pinteresty enough for your friends. Maybe for you, it's more worrying about being alone. And for others in the room, worrying that you won't get an opportunity to be alone. (laughs) That's true. I want to look at Christmas, this story, just a little bit deeper before we finish today. And we we started with the angelic proclamation over those shepherds. And I kind of want to dive into there. Because I don't think there's anything much more redundant than the life of a shepherd, you know. Really, to be honest, any kind of caretaker of animals. It's a very redundant kind of lifestyle. That horse farm that I lived in in Pennsylvania that was so cold, it was a, a working horse farm. And there was nothing more redundant. You, know? you feed, you, you, you walk, you, you clean out, you muck the stables, and you just do it over and over and over again. Nothing more redundant. And we find these shepherds looking out over their flocks by night. And as I said, their redundant life. Right in the midst of this, God interjects himself. Into the shepherds' everyday life. Let's look at Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 14. It says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, and they were keeping watch over their flock by night. And now here comes God. It's an angel, but it's a messenger of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were filled with great fear. I bet so. Wouldn't you be? In the midst of your redundant life and God shows up, you know what? It still happens that way. Because God's going to show up here this morning and begin to show you that there's something different. That feeling that you feel, that's not me. I'm not preaching that into you. And they didn't sing that into you. It's the glory of God shining on your heart. But you get filled with fear sometimes. People, ooh, I don't want that. That's just religion. No, no, that's relationship knocking at your door, honey. Nice relationship coming for you, sir. That's what that is. And now God shows up through these angels. They speak this amazing word to these shepherds, just doing what they always do, just going about life. And the word comes and says, don't be afraid. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. In the midst of the shepherds' repetitious lives... God begins to do a work. Now, I want to tell you about these shepherds real quick. These were not normal shepherds. These weren't just raising mutton and wool, okay? History will tell us that the shepherds in this region, they were the shepherds that were used to raise the sacrificial lambs that were used in the temple sacrifice, These were shepherds that understood. These were Levitical-type shepherds that understood the process of growing this lamb without spot and blemish and then taking that and giving it to the priest. And the priest would use it to slay for the sins of the the nation. And for centuries, sacrifices were made to cover the sins of the people. And now in the midst of all this, here comes God speaking to these shepherds who are used to this system of mess-up, here comes the, babe, or the, the, the lamb, cover the sins, 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 cover the sins. Feed water, keep them protected, don't let a blemish get on them. Take care of them because they're going to cover the sins, cover the sins. And in the midst of all that repetition, God shows up. I think it's beautiful. He shows up to them and he speaks to them in a way that they could understand. God has a way of helping us see himself like only we can if we will just open our eyes to what he is revealing to us. He has a way of doing that. It goes on and it says in verse 12, and this will be a sign for you. You see this? A sign for who? For the shepherds. Specifically for them. God is interjecting and intersecting their life with his presence, with his word, with this experience in a way that they're going to get it. This will be a sign for you. What's the sign? You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest on earth. Peace among those whom he has pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, listen, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. What did the Lord make known to them? That they would find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. God is always looking to make himself known to us. When, when you pick up that bowl in the morning and that cup in the morning, it's a, it can be a reminder, that He's making known that He is your provision. You know? When, when you open that word of God, that book or that Bible, it's a, it's a way of God saying, Man, I'm gonna fill you with understanding and wisdom. You know, man, that shower, jump in the shower and let it remind you that God is a cleansing presence, you know. He'll always make himself known if you're looking, if your eyes are open. And here in the midst of all this with the shepherds just going on, God starts to make himself known. Now watch. And they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known. What they see? When they saw it, when they saw Jesus in the manger, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. What saying? Yes, I believe that he would be the son of God. Yes, yes, but I believe we were told this would be a baby. He would be wrapped in swaddling clothes. We, this is exactly what the angels told us. We just found the child the same way the angels told us. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Let me say it again. God has a way of helping us see himself like only we can if we will just open our eyes to what he is revealing to us. What was he revealing to these shepherds? These shepherds, as I said, were specific shepherds. And when they would have a little lamb born, they would take that little lamb and they would wrap that little lamb, guess what? In swaddling clothes. Why? Because that little lamb that's born is going to be a sacrificial lamb. And the Bible tells us that that lamb has to be without spot and without blemish. Spot is something that refers to genetics. But blemish is something that is referred to to injury. Any mark, any any kind of, 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 of injury. And so they would wrap and protect and guard those little lambs and take care of those little lambs because they were going to be the sacrificial lambs. It wasn't an accident that, in the midst of that redundant life of those little shepherds. It wasn't an accident that God came and said, you will find this babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Why? Because Jesus is the better sacrifice. Jesus is that one. That covers it all. He's always better. And I love this. When I got to thinking about Jesus being that better sacrifice, that gift, a gift is always something better than what you already have. Is that true? Nobody's ever like, here, here's some holy underwear. Well, I got some of those. You know? Here's, here's one sock. I Man, I got pairs and pairs of one socks. Is that even possible? It is. I mean, your sock drawer gets down to where it's, yeah, you got all these, like, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's always something better, you know? Auburn just got an iPhone, I think it was a 6 or something, she bought herself. And she's already wanting the X, you know? She's always, and so if mom and I, oh, I let the cat out of the bag. Sorry, now you know. No, but on Christmas Day, if I bought her an iPhone 5 and it was in the box, that would not be a happy teenager, you know? It gives always something better. And so God intersects the the lives of these shepherds and lets them know there's something better. It's a better sacrifice. Jesus is that better sacrifice. He has a better way. He has a better life. He has a better opportunity for you. And man, in the midst of all that redundancy, better shows up. Jesus shows up. And in the new year, we're going to help you get a hold of that too. In the new year, on January 7th, we're launching a series that's called Greatest of All Time. And with it, we're going to look at Jesus and, and the life that Jesus wants to give us and, and the life that's better. What does it look like to get a hold of that life that Jesus lived? And so please be my guest. Come out here on January 7th as we get into that. But that's Jesus. He's, a, he's the better gift. He always is. He's the better sacrifice. And that's why there's joy to the world. Amen. That's why there's this opportunity for peace on earth and goodwill to come. Because Jesus, and the story was told first to those shepherds. I think it's beautiful. and I don't know what you're going through, but I'm praying that this season and this coming year, that God will, will interject himself in the midst of redundancy. Just You're waking up and going to bed, going to work, eating, whatever it might be. That you get your eyes open because his presence is there. Christ's mass, his presence. I'm not saying through communion. I'm saying literally his body, his presence wants to walk with you. That's incarnation. He wants to be your friend. He wants a relationship. And it says in the old song that we've sung before, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Listen, let every heart prepare him room. Can we say that? Let every heart prepare him room. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't let the thought that this is about religion rob you of relationship. Don't let the thought, oh, that's just ceremony, rob you from the experiencing the presence of Christ, a real, real and new every day. The next verse of that song says, joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs in impl- the sounding joy. Listen, I guarantee you, if you'll prepare him room, you'll never have a problem repeating the sounding joy. Just get your eyes open to what he's wanting to do. Just like the shepherds, he had a word. He has a word. He has a word for you. Why? Listen, in Luke, Luke chapter 2, verse 10 through 11, we've been saying this. Just listen. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Good news. In the midst of a life that can get on repeat, good news is coming. Now, what's the good news? For unto you, unto who? Unto you, unto me, is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Amen. Amen. He's seeking to interact with you. He's seeking to have a connection with you. And I just don't want us to miss out on the gift of Christ in our lives. I don't, I don't want us to miss out on what his presence wants to do and, and at what his presence would like to have at work in our lives. I'm praying that this is going to be a year for you. That, 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 that when it comes down to it, that Jesus will come and intersect your life in a way that if you're not saved, you'll find salvation. If you need healing, you'll find healing. If you need victory, you'll find that, that He can set you free. That's the gift of the incarnation, that He comes in the midst of our lives and what we're going through, He desires to walk with us through it. Amen? Amen. Can you give God praise in this house? Amen. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Fuel for the Journey. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.